Welcome back to the She Lives Fearless podcast. This is Holly Newton, one of your hosts. And this is Dina Delisa Gonzer, your co-host. And we are so excited this week to bring you Dr. Jennifer Blossom. Dr. Jennifer Blossom is the founder and CEO of Blossom Leadership, the mental wellness and peak performance training for high achieving women. She is also a podcast host, seasoned speaker, and a doctor of occupational therapy, pediatric occupational therapist. Dr. Jennifer has spent years on her own journey, learning how to overcome her struggle with anxiety and overwhelm. After years of frustration and feeling like she was living on autopilot and default mode, Jennifer dove headfirst into understanding the research and science behind body-mind connection and how to use the power of your brain paired with high-performance habits to radically reshape the direction of your life. She began experimenting with new strategies and sharing them with her clients which are both individuals and business organizations. And immediately they started to see a change in their own thinking, performance, and life. And since then, Jennifer continues to share her trainings and strategies with hundreds of thousands of individuals, businesses, and athletes worldwide, all with one common goal in mind, to help high-achieving women professionals take charge of their mental health and emotional well-being for optimal success personally, and professionally. She also shares her powerful message across various television and podcast shows. You can catch her hosting the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show on YouTube. You can also find it on iTunes, which is also the name of her popular podcast. She lives in Washington State with her husband and two boys, enjoying the outdoors and coaching her kids' sports teams. Wow. Welcome, Dr. Jennifer Blossom. Well, that was cool. Intro. Thank you so much. No. <laughs> well, we're super excited to have this conversation with you today, Jennifer. Um, you know, burnout is a real thing. And so we'd love to jump in around that conversation. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you recognized that you were first headed towards burnout in your own life and career? Yeah, I think it's sneaky. I think it's sneaky for us as ambitious women and ambitious go-getters because we are so conditioned to um, to do more, to achieve more, to be the best that we can be. And when we're on that journey, uh, it is something that can compound silently until we're at that breaking point. And that's what happened to me, Holly. It was uh, just years of going so hard and raising kids and, and trying to exceed both uh, at work and at home. And it was, uh, honestly, this, this one night was a really clear vision of when I knew things had to change of just complete insomnia, being on the couch and just being filled with multiple anxiety attacks, just laying there on the couch. And I actually had the Hallmark channel on, so I was trying to, trying to balance <laughs> how to get my mind out of this, but it was just wave after wave after wave of anxiety attack at, you know, up until three or four in the morning. And in that moment, I knew I, I can't, I can't do this anymore and live with this much, um, internal struggle and internal anxiousness. So from there, I started to take matters in my own hand and figure out how I can, how I can find that inner calm and that inner balance by doing that deep inner work. And that, that was really the turning point for me. Wow. That's definitely powerful. Like to come to that point, did you know the language for it? Like when it happened, did you go, ah, it's burnout or how did you discover? Mm. That's a great question. I think I I was in denial because 
we're, we're not new to this concept, right? All of us right. know what burnout is. We know what anxiety is. And I, I was ignoring it. I, I had seen and felt the red flags, but I was dismissing them. And so in that moment, um, I, yeah, I knew what was going on and I knew it had to change. So I, that I hear that, especially from a lot of my female friends and such, like, it's almost like we live in a state of burnout and we do ignore the red flags. We think this is just life. This is just how it is being a mom. This is just how it is, um, working at this company. Um, how did you move past the dismissal stage and, you know, how did, how did God use that realization and that season to help set you on your path forward to starting blossom leadership instead of just continuing on in that red flag stage. It was a, to be honest, it was a really hard season. It was a hard season because it required slowing down, pausing and doing that deep inner work. There was a lot of gunk that wasn't processed that was ignored for years. And so honestly, it took me about six to eight months to have that reflection time and to get help. I think that's our first step is we have to have this awareness and then seek out the help or support or mentorship, whatever that looks like for, for each of us to, to have that that outside view and to have someone help us see those blind spots that we maybe not see you know on our on our own and so um that was really the revelation for me is kind of struggling and walking through those conversations with god of why am i walking through this why is this so hard why you know why am i having these anxious thoughts what what does this mean and and in that season of doing the inner work i didn't understand it but i kept pushing forward and really seeking out those answers and now looking back on that hindsight i'm like oh I was able to feel so much pain so deeply and now I I can relate so much deeper to other people. And so I think looking back on it now, I didn't understand it going, going through it, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Not only did I learn the tools, but I also mm-hmm. know what it's like to be at that rock bottom. And so you're able to connect so much deeper with other people and have that empathy and be able to help at such a deeper more profound level, I feel like then, then when you don't experience that yourself. Mm-hmm. And we know our thoughts can be where the enemy likes to tie us up the most. Like when you're up late at night, like you said, on the couch, just like, why can I not stop this hamster wheel of fear and anxiety or doubt? And you know, what are, what are your ways to interrupt this pattern? You talk a lot about mental fitness. What are some ways you've learned to exercise this? Yeah, this is such a great question. So for me, and one of the exercises that I help my clients walk through is being able to identify your thoughts. So often we let our thoughts just come and go and we can Mm -hmm. get tired of them. And then once we get tied to a thought, that's like an anxious thought or a fear-based thought, or maybe a thought that we continually think about or ruminate or just spin in over and over and over. Oftentimes those can go on autopilot or default mode. And so we're frequently thinking these thoughts without even realizing them. And so we Mm -hmm. wonder we're thinking the same thoughts, we're having the same emotions, we're feeling the same thing over and over and over. And so our days begin to feel like they're the same feelings and the same emotional occurrences. Well, it's because we're thinking the same thoughts. And so Mm. the very I have my clients walk through is how do we identify those thoughts? Because if you look at that brain, a lot of times our thoughts are like this big tangled mess in here. And so mm-hmm. when those thoughts come, whether they are anxious or fear or um, overwhelm or excitement or whatever kind of 
taking up your brain space. We lay those thoughts, get them out on paper. So I call it a brain dump. And we kind of figure out where we're spinning in our thinking, in our cycles, and in that thought cycle. And when we get them out of our head and onto paper, from there, we're able to process through that thought and get clarity, get organized, do some deeper work with that, and then organize it back into our brain. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it just means letting that thought go. Oftentimes our thoughts can come in and, and take root and then they spin out into that huge, like, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? So it's really taking complete ownership and emotional responsibility over our thinking, processing through them and learning how to put those thoughts back where they go or let them go. And so it's taking complete ownership over that instead of letting them have complete ownership over you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be really intentional about all of your thoughts is kind of what I'm hearing. Totally. Like very purposeful about yeah. how you grab hold of that and yeah. until it becomes a reflex, I guess. Totally. And it takes a lot of work because when we think mm-hmm. about the brain and how neuroplasticity works, typically when we have certain thoughts and we think them over and over and over again, those are creating those deep neural grooves in our brain. And so what's cool about that is we can reshape and rewire those neural grooves, but it takes effort because our brain likes to expand the least amount of effort. And it wants to go back to those comfortable, familiar thoughts over and over and over. So we have the power to rewire that. Like you said, Dina, it takes effort and intentionality. And I found that having checkpoints like first thing in the morning and even throughout the day and at night, is really helpful to kind of direct that attention back to your thinking so the day doesn't get away from you and your thoughts don't go unchecked. Yeah, that's all so good. So good. Um, I'm just absorbing it right now and making lots of notes. (laughs) Whenever (laughs) you're with Jen, yeah, I'm making lots of notes for sure. Lots of notes. (laughs) Well, okay, question, you know, for the woman that, you know, likes to keep the calendar and lives by the calendar, um, you talk a lot about strategies and the importance of building a calendar and even scheduling time off into your week. Where would you tell an overwhelmed woman to start if they wanted to begin this process of streamlining their schedule? That's a great question. So I have my clients start Sunday night. Um, some like to start Monday morning, but I'd really encourage that Sunday night or Sunday afternoon check-in um, with your calendar after church because you have that sense of, hey, the week's coming. I know what's gonna, I know what's ahead. So I always encourage to do this practice on Sunday night. And then my first line of action is to get everything off your calendar that doesn't have to be on there because oftentimes we are so quick to overbook everything. And that's why we're feeling like we're just running around like crazy, really frazzled. So first get all of the things that aren't necessary off your calendar. And then we look at okay, what what do we need to schedule that's completely non-negotiable? So for our our hardworking women, maybe Maybe it's work. Maybe it's, you know, we prioritize dropping our kids off at school. So whatever it is, like you're going to schedule in those non-negotiables that things, those things that need to be on the calendar. And then from there, we get really intentional with what are some of those passion projects? Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's at, you know, coaching your kids sports. What really lights your fire up and what season does God have you in right now that you are working, you know, passionately to. And from there we look at, okay, well, what's a, what's a project that I can work on? with that this week. So for for you guys, maybe it's this podcast. I mean, reverse engineer, okay, do I have podcast interviews? And what are the what are the action steps within that podcast interview that need to happen this week? Well, we got to record this podcast, send it off to our editor, get it onto the site. So we break down each of these steps. And then where the 
this, this scheduling streamline like really kicks it into gear is we schedule each of those steps into our calendar. And we have that commitment with ourselves. So we know, hey, at Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning, we're going to record this podcast and then it's going to go off to my editor and the steps are already in place. And so we get really particular with reverse engineering our steps, scheduling our steps, and then sticking to them. That's the hard part is because we can, we can schedule out everything on Sunday night, but then when the day comes to actually do it, more often than not, we won't feel like doing it. And so that's where building that focus and discipline and respect and trust with yourself is so important that when it's on your calendar, you stick to it and you say, and you do what you say you're going to do to yourself. And that is, is when it builds that consistency and that momentum. Um, I think that's key. So I think having the awareness of knowing not to overschedule and knowing how to break down your tasks into micro tasks and scheduling in those tasks and then having the authority to create intentionally that white space and that self-care throughout your day so your your calendar is not overly packed and you honor that guilt-free because that's that rest, that creativity, that time alone and with your family or reading a book or whatever it is, that is just as important as recording your podcast because you need that equal time to recharge, to rest, to have those creative juices flowing while also being super productive when you are in work mode. Man, what you're saying is so important and it's really ringing a bell with me because some of these things I do and some of them I'm going to implement. You know, when you're doing things like this ministry and this podcast and like I'm a writer and prepared to speak, it's always with you. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. go to an office and a lot of us do things from home like we are able to because the world today, you know, we're able to be remote and work from anywhere, but it's always with us. And so to have that discipline to stick to the calendar instead of say, oh, I'll catch it tonight at 8 p.m. or something is important. What you're saying is important to show up well for yourself and to do it guilt-free when you do take that time off. Because honestly, that's part of what I struggle with right now is all of the heavy lifting we're doing going, Oh, I could be working on one more thing, but I know Mm -hmm. from experience, if I do that, I will burn out. And so, but just to do it guilt-free, I love your term reverse engineering, like look at, yeah. So I'm not even going into that because that's what you just said. So listeners (laughs) take notes and and the discipline. So thank you for that. Yes. And this is, that's the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's so much more we can unpack with that, but really it's, it's honoring yourself and honoring your time. And I, this sounds so silly, but I even have on my calendar, like Wednesday nights at six 30, we have like our marriage Bible study. And I, I, I put it on there on our calendar Thursday nights right. or whatever it is. Um, it's like my husband and our, our, my time to watch Netflix, to connect, to chat, to, you know, it's, it's on the calendar. And so that way I know, like, I have those boundaries with myself and with others. Mm-hmm. And, um, you're honoring that. And that also makes you be more productive and more focused when you're at work because you know you have this scheduled time off. And it's this beautiful new dynamic of how we can mm-hmm. our weeks and really be in that driver's seat and prevent burnout, right? Like we infuse yeah. into our days and our lives so we yeah. don't get to 
Yeah. And the honor and boundaries, I'm glad you said that. And um, I'll, I'll toss it to Dina, but um, I think that's something that's important too. I've learned for me for personally, sure. like I don't mind if people email me at night, but I've learned if it is something in a business realm, you know, the business at hand, then I wait till the next morning to for take sure. it in and to reply because I'm actually honoring them well. If, if I give myself that mental break mm-hmm. in the evening, my time off to be able to make sure I'm covering everything with a fresh mind. So it's taken me a while to get there, but I've learned that with that boundary, people don't expect me to respond at night. They mm-hmm. know that during the day I will reply and, and it serves them better. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just to be transparent here, I've known John, Dr. Jen for a little while now. And one of the things that drew me to Dr. Jen, besides like her boundless energy and smiles <laughs> and, and whatnot, and she just has, as we can see, amazing strategies and definitely a heart um, and a drive from God to impart this mm-hmm. wisdom to others. But at the core, um, and you can tell me if you disagree, Jen, um, it always goes back to family for you. And you wanted to be your best self for your family. And you talk a lot about creating a family legacy. And this isn't just about solely just the calendars and the organization there's a, a reason behind it. And that reason is to be the best parent, the best wife, the best woman you can be. And if you could just share a little bit about your heart regarding that and how, how, what family legacy means to you and how that kind of fuels your purpose here. Yeah. That like gives me chills and almost. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's what it's all about. I think For that sure. in, in this world today, it's, it's just, it's so easy for, um, just everybody to get caught up in the hustle, the bustle, the comparison, yeah. us, all of mm-hmm. that, and all that away. We're all connected at our core and just that human experience. And so I think it's more important now than ever to have these conversations about what it means to build a legacy and how we can bring faith and family at the center of all of this. And so mm-hmm. if it's um like you said it's it's showing up it's being the very best mom that I can be it's knowing that when I'm with my kids that I am in tune I am present we are having mm-hmm. um, conversations and it's not perfect like we have meltdowns just like any other parents do and and kids five-year-olds two-year-olds do, but <laughs> um, the day it's the intentionality with that it's knowing what lights your kids up and it's having those moments of you know like my boys last night on the trampoline, just wrestling and playing horsey and just having fun and doing what they love to do. And it's knowing your kids, it's truly taking interest in your children and being able to sharpen their, their skills, sharpen their strengths, help them build on their weaknesses and give them the tools and the skills to be leaders of their generation. I, I, um, have a prayer that I say with our boys. Well, I say almost every night, it's not every night because it's reality, but almost every night it's just really equipping them with words of truth and affirmation and strength and helping them be and know that they are leaders of their generation. And so it comes from us first as the parents to have that security ourselves and knowing who we are rooted in and in, in God and being able to give that strength and model that strength and teach that strength to our kids as well. And that starts at home and no one else to take that away from us. And so I think honoring that, protecting that, really giving um, you know, your whole heart into that and 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 letting that be the core of everything that we do is just one of the most important gifts that we can give to our kids, our families, and honestly, this this world and the next generation. 
Mm, I agree with all of that. <clears throat> Amen. Yeah, <laughs> That's good stuff. For sure. Great. <laughs> well, um, before we come to a close, though, I do want to ask you, is there a specific Bible verse or character that you connect with or that you draw from in terms of encouragement, especially when you're in a challenging season? Oh, yeah, that's a great, great question. I think for me, I always go back to Proverbs. You know, when, when I am reading whatever chapter or Bible study or learning at church, I feel like I always go back to Proverbs too, just for that dose of wisdom and encouragement. And I feel like every time I read through Proverbs, it always it always teaches me something new. And so for me, it would be the book of Proverbs, just going back through it over and over and over again and just really letting it sink into my soul. Yeah, that's really good. Practical wisdom and advice. <laughs> totally. So we need to let people know where can they keep up with you and what should we be looking out for next with Dr. Jennifer Blossom? I feel like I'm sure you have quite the list. You're, you're an amazing person. So let us know what's coming up. Well, thank you both so much for having me on. It's just amazing to see what you both are doing here. And it's an honor to be here. So thank you for creating this space for us today. And just for all of the work that you are doing for, for women and families out there. Um, just, it's just great. So thank, thank you for having me. Um, of course. Our, our podcast, the Dr. Jennifer Blossom show. And then over on Instagram, I am at Dr. Jennifer Blossom. And we are actually in the beta launch phase of our new um, mental edge training program called Neuro 10X. So that is right now really not to a few private clients and it's really exciting. So basically it's teaching all we talked about today um, in practical, practical ways for um, real life people all over the world. So we are rolling that out as we speak. And it's just exciting to see people just so fired up wow. about emotional well-being. Oh, that is very exciting. Thank you. It's really an honor to talk with you and mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what's rolling out. We will be watching mm-hmm. and listeners be sure and check the show notes so that you get all these links to connecting with Dr. Jennifer Blossom. Thank you again for being with us. What an honor. Thank you so much, Holly and Dina. It's, not, it's an honor to be here. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot, share in your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.